everybody. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Reality Breached podcast. Uh, we are still in the midst of a global pandemic. Uh, and, and as you can, you've probably heard on our last few uh, episodes, uh, that's kind of been stealing the, the attention uh, from everything. And uh, today on the show, uh, I, have, I have two of my good buddies who are, I've, who are on loan this week uh, from the Discussing Network. Uh, I've got Kyle and Clarence. They, 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 uh, they, they've been on the show before, and I've been on their show discussing comics uh, several times. And, and typically, we talk about movies when we, when we get, on, you know, get on each other's shows. Uh, but there haven't been movies in quite a while. Uh, so I wanted to bring these, uh, these two guys on to discuss the future of movies, what's going on right now, what has happened in the past six months, and, 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 and try to make sense of how and when we're going to be watching blockbusters again, because I, I hope that's not a thing in the past. Uh, Clarence and Kyle, how's it going? Going good, man. Going good. Uh, thank you for having us on. And um, yeah, I'm just amped up to talk about, <laughs> well, am I amped? Am I, amped? I think the whole thing has got a dour, to be honest. <laughs> but we're going to hash it out. We're going to we're going to try to come to some consensus on what's going on with the movie industry. Yeah, I agree with that, Clarence. And Sergio, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you, talk whatever you want to talk about, because you're just fun to talk to. So I'm interested in this conversation because I think it'll be a good one. Oh, I'm hoping too. I'm 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 hoping that that it's a good conversation, and then the outcome of whatever happens in real life is good. Uh, because I I guess what what we have to kick this off with is what's going on. So. Obviously, everyone knows about coronavirus and COVID-19 and and no one being able to gather anywhere. And of course, what has precipitated this this conversation is the fact that all major blockbusters that were scheduled for 2020 have been delayed. Any any of them that were scheduled after what, March? I I think the last movie that I saw in theaters was um, Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and, And, you know, that. I really enjoyed that movie, but I didn't think it was going to be the end of me going to movie theaters. Uh, but as of right now, that's kind of what it's looking like. But you know what is a good testament of what a weird reality we're living in right now? You know what's still planning to, as of today, come to theaters in about two weeks? Oh, the new that, mutants. That, yep, that X-Men mm. movie. <laughs> Yeah, sure I mean, it will. seriously, everything else that's been canceled has been canceled. And New mm-hmm. Mutants is and, and trust me, now I want to see this movie. I'm not going to go see it in theaters, but the, it's like we're in like a flip reality. Whereas since 2017 forward, New Mutants has been canceled slash delayed and everything else has happened. Now here we have New Mutants and nothing else, practically. Well, and, and it's so so funny that you mentioned New Mutants because I I specifically wanted to bring that up because of how awkward its release is going to be. Uh, what were you going to say, Clarence? No, no. I, well, I was well before we get into New Mutants, I want to talk about that as well. But I wanted to announce my last few movies I've seen in theaters this year. <laughs> so the, probably the last greatest movie I'll see is Sonic the Hedgehog, which was awesome. I loved it. I saw it in theaters. And 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 unfortunately my last movie was The Invisible Man. So yeah. Uh 2020 has not been great for me. <laughs> I'll uh, go even one worse. I don't think I've seen a movie in 2020. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I really don't think uh that I have now that I'm thinking about it. 
it's it's August. Like it's only four more months. You could go a whole year without sitting in a movie theater, Kyle. Yes, I'm telling you seriously. Oh wow. Uh, but, but, but back to the New Mutants though. <laughs> so so Disney and and Fox are are bef- even before the Disney buyout. That movie was just kind of punted to the next year. Punted six months later. Punted six months later. And the 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 the, the it, what seems like its last delay was this one here, where it, Disney is pushing it out the door in the most dire circumstance, where a fraction of the theaters that can be open are going to be open. The only light at the end of the tunnel for that film is that it was going to be the only new thing in six months. <sighs> So if you're going to the movie theater, you're either watching something from 1985 or New Mutants. Yeah, well, oh, let me say that. That is maybe one of the good things, although I've not been to the movies, but the ones I've seen open, because uh, I travel to Texas every two weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, they have all the great classics from the, the 90s, 80s, and early aughts playing <laughs> in movie theaters. So if, you, if you've never seen Star Wars on the big screen, I mean, yeah, now is the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed, uh, Reality Breaches Reed went to see uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire last week. Wow. In in Madison. So so there's there's one theater in in town that's open, but it's it's that deluxe one in Renaissance. So and they're playing uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're playing and Black Panther like they're playing old stuff. Um, But. New Mutants may benefit from being the the thing that tests the waters, or Maybe. it's going to crash and burn like it was always destined to. Who knows? Well, right, well, so, well, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask, ask real quick. Do we think it's okay that the movie market now just might be segmented? So you're going to have a group of people who think they have already contracted the virus and have recovered, or they just think they're immune, period, <laughs> that are going to go to the theaters. And you have another subsection of people who are in countries where the virus, for the most part, is under control. So do we think it's okay to just have a, I don't know if bifurcated is the word, but but a, a segmented release amongst the world and maybe in the U.S. bring it to digital or wherever the virus is rampant, bring it to digital. And even if you have to charge a premium, is that okay? Is 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 that where movies like New Mutants and the rest of the docket for this year need to go? Mm. That's uh, that's really a good question, and and I don't know if we're going to get an answer this year on that. Uh, I, I can definitely see it, you know, rearing its head later. Um, th- this wouldn't be the first time that foreign markets kind of dictated what happened to American movies. Uh, we did get how many five transformers movies six transformers movies yeah even though americans kind of hate those movies now but (laughs) the asian market absolutely loves them and they always make over a billion dollars so you might be onto something where Mm -hmm. all of these these covid free countries are just dictating what actually hits theaters well look at it from the perspective of let's take Avengers Endgame and put it in this scenario and let's say we're in 2021 or later in 2020 and there's no change in the U.S. but all these other countries are doing so much better from a marketing perspective you don't want country A, B, C, D, E, F, G that's not the U.S. to get it in theaters 
it's spoiled at that point because social media travels at the speed of thought, basically. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, do they hold it in the U.S.? No, because then what's the purpose of going to see it if you if it's something that's spoiled? Right, right, and and some 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 uh, movie companies have have kind of toyed with releasing stuff straight to digital. Like uh, one of one of the movies that I really wanted to watch this year was Bloodshot, uh, starring the one and only Vin Diesel, <laughs> and that went basically straight to straight to VOD. It had like a really really short theatrical run, maybe three or four days, because it was right before the the the, the nationwide lockdown. But like when you go to watch it on Vudu, it's like, hey, theater at home. Like Vudu is the, the the platform is advertising movies as you're not going to see this in theaters. Watch it here. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's happened with The King of Staten Island, uh, which was a Judd Apatow, uh, Judd Apatow movie, which that's a big deal. And and, and Trolls, Trolls 2. Uh, I, I don't know if, if you guys heard about this, but. Universal made the decision just straight up. We're going to test the digital landscape, which is a smart move for them because they're they the, Universal is Comcast and Comcast, of course, owns the, the you know the largest cable provider in the country and one of the largest internet providers in the country. So they have the platform and the power to release trolls directly to the people, right? Yeah. They then announced that it was a huge success. It's like so much so that it made the equivalent of a hundred million dollars like the first week. I don't remember mm. the exact numbers, but they, they were basically they, they had press releases boasting about how good Trolls World Tour did. And I had no interest in seeing it, even though I have kids. But, you know, apparently Trolls is a brand that carries some weight. I think it was AMC Theaters immediately, like within a week announced that because of that bold move of universal amc had vowed not to carry universal movies in their theaters anymore that's a d move <laughs> yeah it is it really is because because my thing for that is how many people would really go see trolls in theaters and that's back to what you just said clarence that was just that just sucks. That that just sounds like AMC was being like a poor sport, for lack of a better word. <laughs> uh, eh, kind of, but I kind of understand it. You know, you you have you have this huge mega corporation that's that's boasting about cutting you out of the loop. Yeah, I I think it's dumb in the sense that there's always going to be another movie. You know. Who knows if Trolls would have done just as well in the theater? I don't. I I don't like the fact there that they are kind of shoehorning the um, studios, and the studios need to make money. You know, the movie industry is going in the tank right now because number one, they can't they can't produce. People can't come to work. Now you do have certain bubbles that are popping up where they're, you know, everybody lives on site. I think Tyler, Tyler Perry's studio is bringing everybody in. They're all mm -hmm. living on the facility, you know, yep. but it is to the point where either these companies need to do something to make money or there's not going to be another movie 
from Universal in a year, <laughs> you know. And Universal's the big company. I know they're going to still have uh, yeah. it. You, you want me to guy. prove what you just said, Clarence? Look at Warner Brothers this this week. Yeah. With all the layoffs that you had across DC Digital and you know, DC comics, but all of that is connected to AT&T, which is connected to, you know, is on, on Warner brothers, et cetera. So it's like a domino effect all yeah. because of, you know, revenue driving. It's, it's affecting the movie, movie theaters. It's affecting the uh, movie studios. And it's also affecting all of these new digital platforms. Now, a, a lot of them have had a lot in the tank to where we're good right now. You know, they've still been coming out with stuff. They can do their post-production you know, at home for the most part. But, you know, these studios still need to survive. So I just feel like AMC, I know they're hurting too, but are you just going to be a D-bag? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I know they're hurting too, but, but you know, the studios have to make money. They have to try to make money any way they can at this point. And if it's a pandemic that's keeping people from coming to your theaters, um, I don't think you can be like that. You know, I, I don't think Popeye's is going to say, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to ban their chicken distributor if they go sell straight to people's houses, you know. <laughs> they're still going <laughs> to, you know, they still need chicken. So there's still going to be movies that come out, you know, in, in the next few years. But uh, they have to allow these studios to try to survive am- amongst this, you know, any way they can, you know. Yeah. It's something yeah. they have to do. Uh, and, and, I I completely agree with both uh, with both of you uh, like wholeheartedly. This was a weird move by AMC. It's it was kind of bold and kind of dumb and kind of arrogant, but it paid off because about two or three months after uh, Com- they told Comcast, you you know your Universal movies aren't going to be in our theaters anymore. Comcast reached out to them and said. Well, if that's what you like, if you're serious about that, let's make a deal. Mm. And the deal that they made with AMC was we're we're going to release our movies theatrically. You're going to have them in your theaters, but through profit sharing, you're going to allow us to release them VOD in home in just 17 days. Interesting. Hmm. Which. Kind of goes back to, to to that question that you floated earlier in the podcast, how uh, we're going to have segmented audiences where there's people who are who feel safe going to, to the theater and people who won't feel safe for two or three more years going to the theater. This kind of splits the difference there. You know, mm-hmm. if, if Black Widow comes out, if this obviously isn't a universal movie, but let's say Fast Fast 9. That comes out next year now. Fast 9 comes out. Anyone who wants to see it but doesn't want to go to a theater, all they have to wait is 17 days. Mm. And I can see similar deals being cut with other movie, movie companies. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I think maybe part of the problem too is, is, is how, I mean, you talked about this split with the the profit sharing here, but I, I wonder like how much of this pushback from AMC towards the troll movie slash universal was because they boasted about their numbers and, and Good what, point. and what happens when the, the movie releases early on a platform where we may never know what the numbers are, you know, it, it's such an interesting landscape to be in right now, because if, if it goes to, CBS All Access or Disney Plus or whatever, 
HBO mm-hmm. Max directly and is not available to buy on each platform. Like some of the movies that came out this year have been, you know, you could buy it anywhere if you pay 30 bucks. So <laughs> when, when when it's behind like a paywall, like how do we judge if that movie did good or not? You know, and it, I don't know, man, it's all up in the air right now. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think all of that gets reset. Like, like take take yeah Mulan like that's coming straight to Disney Plus is Disney going to release the numbers do they have to Netflix doesn't really release numbers I don't think they will I don't think they will either so it's 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 just kind of it's it's those consumer facing numbers that typically we say oh well it was a success like I don't I don't think companies really care. Whether or not we know if their stuff was a success. So hmm. does that then pose a interesting future vision where if we don't see how much a movie makes in an opening weekend, that we shift our focus maybe more into the idea of was it a good movie or was it a bad movie? <laughs> Because seriously, I know, and I, I'm guilty of this too. If you know a movie bombs in its opening week, you don't go see that movie. I would say probably eight out of ten people, if they know that the movie was expected to make 150 and it made 45 out of 150 expectations, mm, I might not better go see that movie. I may just need to wait till it comes out on video or Netflix or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to to me, I think that I think it hurts the big movies and helps the small movies. It it that, helps like the cult cult classics and so the smart. yes it, yes I one hundred percent agree. Uh, like like take take the movie I mentioned earlier, The King of Staten Island, like that was supposed to be a big release, like a tentpole comedy for the year. I haven't seen any numbers come out as to whether or not it was a success on VOD. Hmm. No clue. But I do know what I do know. It is. It has a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes. So hmm. people like it. Yeah. So is it is it a success? I don't know. It's a small it's a smaller <laughs> budget movie. I'm I'm going to watch it because I hear it's good. So it, it, it kind of takes it t- takes part of the equation out of it for you. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, Be- because in, in times past, like even when a a big movie bombed, if if a lot of people still watched it, <laughs> it may be considered a success. You know, like you mentioned your Transformers example earlier in the U.S. Anyway, you yeah. know, it is not rated highly, but a lot of people went and saw it. So it just seems different now. Yeah, yeah. Those numbers. I I just don't know like how do we how do we get out of this? Like do is there a way to get back to normal? Mm. Or are we creating a new normal here? I think I don't know if we're creating a new normal, but I think we will have a new normal after we come out of this. You know, I think that you know, we're creatures of habit and I think that some of those habits are going to change to where there's going to be going back to that word segmentation. There's going to be a segment of society who's going to get used to buying maybe a little bit higher than going to buy a ticket at the theater, but is happy to pay 
double the ticket perhaps and watch it in the confines of their own home as opposed to going to a theater. I think we're going to have a new reality just because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you bring up the pricing, uh, which is another thing I wanted to kind of talk about. Um, Mulan. Disney announced, I believe it was last week, that Mulan, which was going to be a big tentpole winter release for them, uh, is now going to be released directly to Disney Plus, but not free to Disney Plus subscribers. It's going to be a one-time $30 fee that gets you access to the movie over and over and over and over. I'm not okay with this. Let's talk about that. Uh <laughs> what 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 are you not okay with i mean it really makes no sense to silo it on the disney plus platform if you're not giving the users of that platform any real incentive you know all these other movies have been coming out for 30 dollars on every platform you know from 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 iTunes to Amazon, it's, it, they've been putting these movies pretty much everywhere. If it was a two theater release that went digital, so what really are you gaining? More by, subscribers are trying to get. That's well, what well, well, I would say that if you didn't have to pay an additional thirty bucks, and that's how Netflix gets its people in. They give something mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you can't refuse, and you sign up for the service to watch it. But I have to sign up for the service and pay 30 bucks. Now they may do something to where you can just pay 30 bucks and not have to be a subscriber. They may try to do something that and offer seven free days of Disney plus to get people in <laughs> that might work, but still it, it feels kind of weird. At least give the people that are on your platform already some type of discount, you know, I, I you know, I, I completely agree with that. And I'm surprised at the direction you went. I thought I, not not once in that entire paragraph did you attack the price. I'm fine with the price. Uh, yes. So, so I want to talk more on the price. So why are, why are you fine with the price? Because I've got two th- two trains of thoughts on the price. But why are you fine with the price saying paying $30 plus tax or just $30 flat as opposed to paying $15 to go to the theater? Okay. Um, every time I go to the theater is probably more than just me. So it's already 30 bucks. But um, I don't, I think the price is fine. You know, I'm willing to pay what, what something is worth. You know, this is a first run movie that should have been on a big screen and is going to be in your house. I'm fine with this new world where I pay a little bit more, you know, for something that just came out to everybody. If it's a tentpole property now, I, and I think that's okay. I, I think that's the direction we have to go to go with. But again, if we are talking particularly about Disney Plus, if I'm already subscribing to your premium network for your tentpole content, why am I having to pay more? Uh, just release it everywhere and also put it on Disney Plus to pay. You know, but the fact that they're putting it there and you have to pay it just feels weird. What right, if you were right. a subscriber of Disney Plus, you got it for $15, but a non-subscriber, let's say they go the route of, you know, get it seven days free and to get you in the door to pay your $30, but a sub- current subscriber gets it for 15 Would that change your opinion? And, and that's where you win is how you say it. I fi- I'm feeling like I'm getting something everybody else is not getting. 
you know, right, right, and that. and and that that would be the smartest avenue to take to take. Yeah. Um. In in, in reference to the price, be, I I think it what movie it is de, like really should dictate the price. Like, take a rated R movie like Bloodshot that came out at twenty bucks, I believe. That makes sense. Like, I'm not taking my entire family to go watch Bloodshot. I'm taking me and maybe my wife, which you go to the theater. That's what, 22 bucks, 24 bucks. Yeah, more so. Like if I were to take my entire, you know, four person family to see Mulan, that's 44, $50 off the, like just right off the top, not counting any kind of snacks that I buy in, you know, at at the theater or, you know, Cokes or anything like that. So I'm okay with a $30 price. I'm not comfortable with it. But I can tr- train my brain to understand why it costs that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think the ones are this, again, segment of population that will per se have a concern. I'm going to say a problem, but a concern about is your, your, your younger crowd. You know, you don't have a family or someone that's single. They and you know, it's a single person or a singular person going to a theater. They might consider maybe i'll just skip this movie perhaps if they're having to say okay i could go to the matinee get it cheap seven dollars versus 30 do i really want to see this movie yeah and i guess you also have to take into consideration how many people are using other people's logins yeah true true because that 30 dollar mulan ticket could be fueling 15 people's viewings of it yeah but 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 then again, looking at the other side, a, a big family, a, a family that doesn't in a, in normal everyday circumstances doesn't get to go to the movies often. Like, oh, I could sit in my house on my big 60 inch TV and watch this new movie. Heck, yes, I'm going to do it. You know, so I think there's both there's both sides of the coin on that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing that I do like, Clarence, that you said, of, uh, and I don't know if this is the same on the other video on demand and uh Sergio, you may can clarify this for me, but mm-hmm. I do like what you said about if you buy it for $30, it's yours to perpetuity. You'd watch it as many times as you want. I can I can actually speak to this. Uh, there have been two or three movies that have been released in this short period of time that were rental only for like the first yeah. two months for $20. Mm-hmm. And okay. I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do it. Like, I wanted to watch them so bad. Like, I still haven't seen Bloodshot because for the first two months it was rental only yeah. for $20, and I'm just not pulling that trigger. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, well, well let's let's add this to the Milan discussion. What happens in a year when it just comes to Disney Plus like it normally would? You know, do those people that pay for it get something back? You know, it just feels weird that they're doing it like that. Because you, you're getting it in perpetuity, but... You would have got it next year anyway. I, I just I don't know. It's, 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 it's like it's like buying a new iPhone. You know, you, up front, you're going to pay a whole bunch of money. And in a year, you're not getting that back. Yeah. And it's going to be slow and crack mm-hmm. screen probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was about to say, well, what's the difference of Mulan comes out on the X date and also on that same day, Disney Plus releases High School Musical 25 or something, you know. But the difference is this is the first Mulan. That's the 
fiftieth or twenty fifth or whatever high school <laughs> musical or whatever. Well, well, let me ask this: uh, Do we think that with Mulan is a big was supposed to be a big temple movie? Do we think Disney is under the same fire that Universal was or will be? I don't know. I, I, I it, it probably depends on on the. Uh, I guess if they boast afterwards, you know, uh, or or whether or not the theaters actually cared that Mulan was coming to it. This whole decision to release it at this point is really confusing to me. When's it coming out? What next month was it? I I don't know the date on it. It's pretty soon. soon. Um, So many questions when, when I read the story just flew through my mind, like one, why now? Two, why Disney? Why only Disney plus? Like you said earlier, like, Disney literally has a stake in movies anywhere. Like like that they own part of movies anywhere. Well, why why aren't you releasing it there as well? Mm. So, I think I may have an answer for you for both okay. of your uh, qu- both of your questions. Go for I it. wonder if when you say coming under fire, I don't think the um pub you know the the content creation arm is under fire from any or will be under fire. I from any of the chains, what I think they're under fire right now are from the investors because, you know, you keep hearing, you know, the Disney theme parks, they're not open. They're not getting in the revenue mm-hmm. and movies aren't coming out. Black Widow has not come out, et cetera, and so forth. I'm wondering if this is a grab to put it on Disney plus is trying to recoup some of this lost revenue. So the being under fire is, yeah. you know, the board, the investors. Yeah, yeah, and 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 funny funny thing is, is a, a lot of times the uh, the fiscal year has a lot to do with it. I don't know when the end of Disney's fiscal fiscal year is, but it's possible it could be released a week before the end of the fiscal year, and they're trying to recoup a whole bunch of money before they have to finalize the books. Happens yeah. all the time in video games. That, that's why everything comes out in March because all the fiscal years end at the end of March, mm. and they want to get as much money out of the the consumer as they possibly can before they have to turn everything into the bankers. Um, but I think my last question about Mulan was, why Mulan? It's probably their biggest movie of the year, other than what, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Then why not Black Widow? They that's that's one. That, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you you may not get the same. I'm sure people are gonna a lot of people are gonna go see Milan, but that's a very particular audience, I think. Mm-hmm. But the Marvel uh, movies are so big. Um, but we are talking about uh, not one of the main. You know, I guess Black Widow is a main character. A little Scarlet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they think it's just not as big as uh, Black Widow, and I think that's probably true for some reason. Um, but 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 normally Disney is very strategic in their release dates, and, yeah. and they have things planned out to a T. Um, and you know they're having to push stuff back, and it's it's just I don't know. It's the position the studios are in is that they have. Like Kyle mentioned, they have to try to make some type of revenue. Yeah. And 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 to me, it's just 
probably in most cases we're going to pick our lesser properties to put out on digital and and hold out for as long as we can on the the, the stuff we think is going to make a, a crap ton of money. Okay, so here's maybe a reason why they chose Milan, or, uh, Mulan, not Milan, Mulan, is the audience for Black Widow, for the most part, whether they are in, in an office-office situation or not an office, just a regular, you know, or another type of job situation, or they're in a work-from-home situation, they are working, whereas they have children at home that are going stir crazy and need entertainment. Mulan. Good point. Go watch Mulan. I'm working. Good point. They, th- th- that is a good point. I, I, maybe they're releasing it because of how well Trolls Trolls did. Maybe. But I, I guess we, we can't have this, this specific conversation without also mentioning The New Mutants, the movie we <laughs> mentioned at the <laughs> beginning of the, 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 the cast, is a Disney movie. They and should have been put that on digital, man. Why yes. is why is the new the I, I the new mutants is definitely not one of their tentpole projects. It's it's definitely not you know one of those that they know is going to make them a whole bunch of money. So they're just throwing it to the wolves at actual theatrical release, and then putting Mulan in this weird gray area. And I kind of think it's because they don't trust Mulan's performance. Oh wow. Hmm. I, that's that, but that's just that's just my thoughts. Like they can put it on Disney Plus and obscure how popular it actually is, and be like success. I don't know, man. These live action adaptations have been doing really well. You're you're not wrong, but it is Mulan, man. Like, well, is 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 there that that big of a Mulan fan base? You might be right. Yeah. You know, I was about to say maybe they are testing the waters by putting the new mutants out to see who will actually come to the theaters. But I don't think it's a real test or even if that is their idea, because the virus doesn't respond to what movies out at a certain time of the year. The virus is still the virus. It doesn't care if it's Black Widow in theaters or if it's new mutants in theaters, it's still (laughs) going to be what it is. So. I don't know. Maybe it is them saying we're not thinking we're going to make much money off of you anyway. So (laughs) let's just see what we can get. And anybody that is brave enough to venture out that goes to see it goes to see it. And and let let me say this. And I see a world where all of these movies that we've talked about that have gone to digital since March. Mm -hmm. I see a world where theaters open back up and they go back to theater. You know, they still show them in theaters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I I definitely think it's still going to be in theaters at some point. But but Uh, I think I think you're being very optimistic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like like maybe maybe very very short runs just because Hollywood's going to have a uh, what's the opposite of a backlog? (laughs) They're going to have a a dearth or not a dearth. They're just going to have a big gap where they weren't making movies. So. Maybe, maybe it's going to be a lull for a few months there to where everything is, is the production schedules are pushed way out. Yeah. So even if things open back up in say December, it's probably going to be for three or four months where there's either those movies that didn't come out because they held on to their, (laughs) they Mm -hmm. held on, uh, or it's just going to be nothing because everything is already went to digital. So we're going to see all of these movies come back. I believe 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I like look, I'm, I'm looking at the article that, that we covered in January and of the movies that were on it, let's see, Sonic came out, Birds of Prey came out, Onward came out, mm-hmm. Bloodshot went digital, uh, Soul did not come out, um, New Mutants New- is supposedly coming out, we'll see, uh, Black Widow delayed, Fa- Fast 9 delayed, Wonder Woman delayed, Free Guy delayed, Ghostbusters delayed, Bob- mm. Bob's Burgers, absolutely no announcements, Morbius delayed. Bill and Ted is going to be digital next month. Uh, <laughs> Venom 2, no announcements yet because it's still late in the year. Eternals, no announcements. And uh, I think Go- Godzilla vs. Kong has been delayed, I believe. Actually, I think Eternals has been moved to February 2021. And okay. I believe Black Widow is supposed to be this slot, 11 6 2020. We'll see. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see. But it it seems as if most of them were delayed. And it, especially anything that was huge, like your Wonder Woman's and whatnot. Um, yeah. I, I'm very surprised that Bill and Ted is coming to digital. I, I would have assumed that would have been a, a big enough movie to, to delay, but I guess that's just not the case. Yeah, no, this probably had to go to digital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill and Ted fans. Uh, there's another one in there I thought would be good on digital that you mentioned. Oh, uh, Ghostbusters. I, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be huge on digital. I mean, it I'm just think, thinking of the Stranger Things crowd on mm-hmm. Netflix. It, it would be big, I think. True, true. I I don't see Sony just letting go of the revenue stream of move, of the theatrical release, though. Because they're they're kind of banking on that movie making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you guys a question. Let's let's and I know we're kind of talking about going of what's going to be after this is over. But I want to take us back really quick for this one question for mm-hmm. you guys. If you were going to a theater, let's let's say New Mutants come out and we say mm, we're going to go see it. Kyle says, hey, I'm not going to see it. But you two decide you're going to go see it. Would you feel more comfortable going to and I know this other one is not open, but for the for the sake of sake, would you feel more comfortable going to the theater that has the assigned seating with the big chairs and limited, you know, the, the that type of um, luxury, quote unquote, theater? Or would you rather go to the traditional theater and sit four seats apart from everyone? Or, or does it matter? I don't I don't know if it matters. Um, because because ultimately you're still sitting in, the, you know, in a room with you know, multiple people, possibly numerous people who could be infecting everyone else in the room for a long period of time. You know, if, if movies were 10 minutes long, then I don't think it matters. But if you're stuffed in a room with even 20 people for a two and a half hour period, whatever one person has, the rest of y'all probably have. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I think, I don't know. I think I think maybe the, the better route would be these these dine-in theaters where everyone's kind of aimed towards each other and eating rather than just breathing towards the screen and creating a cloud of, you know, a COVID nightmare. 
cloud of COVID nightmare. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I know enough about germ transmission to really answer, to, to feel comfortable making that decision, honestly. You know, but I don't think we have to be, or, or I don't think you have to be, because we can look at churches as a good example of some of the things that we've seen where, you know, let's assume that in the theater you're required to wear a mask, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean everyone's going to keep a mask on. So, in in, in, in fact, most I've, I've been to a few restaurants. Again, I go to Texas every few weeks. Most restaurants, once you're in there, you can just take your mask off. <laughs> you're yeah, required yeah. to get in. Yeah, well, it, it is kind of it, it would be silly to ask someone to wear a mask and eat. Yeah, true, true. You know, uh, but even like when I I've been to several restaurants and and when I go, I try to like if if the waiter's coming up and I'm asking for something, I put my mask on. It's like yeah, that's, courtesy. Yeah, it's courtesy. Um, but I like I would be fine wearing a mask in a theater. Like wearing a mask for me is not a problem. Like I can sit. I don't know if I told you guys, but the two weeks after uh, Universal Studios opened up, we went open, open back up. Mm. And, you know, I had free passes. So I was like, this is kind of a once in a lifetime situation. We get to go to Universal for free and it will be at half capacity. You know, I'll wear a mask and we'll figure this out. And. The experience was a very positive one. Uh, everyone there had a mask on. Everyone there was staying distant. The uh, All of the uh, employees were very adamant that you need to back up or, sir, why, aren't, why, why is your mask off? And you're like, I just needed to breathe for a second. I'm fine. I'll put it back on. Uh, but I don't know if my hands have ever been cleaner than when I went there because <laughs> every time you got on a ride – they squirted some some hand sanitizer in your hands and you rubbed it in and you got on the roller coaster, you know. So th- th- there are ways to it at at the very least give the the patrons a a sense of security. Yeah. Whether or not it's actually safe, I you know that's for the that, that's for the scientists to figure out. But you can feel safe in public. Yeah, th- yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I agree with I'm, that. I'm I'm there too. Yeah. And, and and I guess now, like the the real question is like, when do we think theaters are really going to open back up? Like for the when are droves of people going to go back to the theaters? And I have a big question mark mark by that because I, I have no idea. I mean, I think it could be, I could, I think we could be having this same conversation next year about yeah. maybe it just opening up, you know? Because because it's, it's not it's not just saying that things are okay mm-hmm. um it 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 it's going to be as hard for us to get back to normal as it as it was for the people that didn't want to change to <laughs> get on board you know it's, yeah it's going to take some time yeah i predict our annual most anticipated movies of 2021 is going to be somewhat of a yes, anticipated movies, but also a sequel to the conversation we're having tonight, because I don't see before we have that conversation that we would be back in theaters, especially not like what we were before. Yeah. And, and I, I, there's no way for me to predict like a date, you know, because because who knows when that's going to happen. 
I can predict what behaviors will make it happen. Like right now, there's still uh, most states are have restrictions that just keep a lot of movie theaters from opening. You know, X number of people can't be gathered together. X number of people can't be in the same room. That business just can't function. Right. Mm -hmm. Those restrictions are going to start dropping and movie theaters are going to be they're going to open up and people are going to be going to the movies and even even if Disney or Universal or Sony doesn't want to release their movie yet because they know that theaters are only at a third capacity or 25% capacity the movie theaters are going to be reaching out to their their content providers saying hey we have butts in these seats and we have nothing new to give them yeah and that's what's going to drive the movies to be released and and I just feel like there's going to be a lot of movies that could have done really well theatrically that just won't because they're going to be forced a lot forced to be released a lot like this uh this new mutants movie because that's exactly what's going to happen uh disney's going to give it to them and then every theater that has has seats available will have people's butts in them but it's not going to be that many butts because the seats are limited Mm. so it's it's going to be the theaters that that it's going to be the theaters asking for movies is what gets this ball rolling. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Assuming man, it ever, ever happens. <laughs> you know, we, we could be three weeks away from all theaters going completely bankrupt and <laughs> video on demand being the eternal future. Who knows? Well, you know, well, that's the other thing we've been saying for, for years that the theaters were on the decline, you know, and, as far as the tentpole big movies, I think that's that's the way that's the way most people still want to watch the movies, you know, at the movie theater. So it's kind of weird <laughs> that we've been you know, people have been saying that for so long. And, and now we're kind of at this point. I, I think what really hurts for me is just seeing all of that, that hospitality, that uh, production, all of that trickled down to, you know, the cameraman, you know, all these people, you know, the person serving at, at, at the movie theater, all of that is trickling down and, and, and hurting our economy in numerous ways. Mm-hmm. And all, and, and, you know, for me, if, if not just to see those people maintain some type of work, I would, I would rather it go to digital, you know, if that's going to keep, keep somebody working at the studio who otherwise is going to be laid off until everything comes back put it on digital people are going to buy it you know <laughs> right right yeah it's, it's it's very easy to have this conversation and just think oh well joe disney's not going to get his hundred million dollars but it's way there's way more moving parts than that yes and a lot and of those, you know most of those moving parts are people with families and you know well medical speak, bills speaking of people with families i'm going to predict that once Whenever the time comes and we see things start to come back open, and I don't know how long this wave, if it happens, will last, but I wonder if we will see this wave of absence makes the heart grow fonder. And yes, we may have seen this decline in movie going, but I bet we're going to have a tick up in movie going because you've got all these people that are just stir crazy to go and do something. Going to a movie is going to be one of them. I hope that's the case. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. Cause right now, like we all live in Mississippi, right? And even though Mississippi's, you know, COVID numbers aren't fantastic right now, 
people are getting out of the house. Yeah. Like the 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 the, the traffic jams are back. The the parks have people in them. Uh, the baseball games are happening. Uh, like like uh, little league games are happening all over the state. The the governor wants football to happen at the college level, and the high school level. Like like we're just pushing along, and I, I feel like locally here, people aren't missing movies because of the mm. stir crazy. They're just replacing it yeah. with something else. Good point. It, 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 and that makes it feel like the new normal. And that's yes. what. Uh, yeah, good point. It's depressing. Very good point. Yeah. It might be the new normal, man. Mm. Well, <laughs> what a bummer. We had this, how, how do we fix this, guys? No, uh, we, we don't know how to fix it unless you want you guys want to float something. Well, here's something else that, that I had written down in my notes that that we didn't cover that I just thought is worth mentioning. You know, you look at I'm an actor and I have shot this movie in 2018 that was supposed to come out in 2020. And now it's supposed to come out now in 2021. Well, that has a domino effect on me, too, because now my obligation to that movie that I had planned to go promote in July of 2020, I've now got to mark off my calendar for X number of weeks in 2021 to do that. So there's this Mm -hmm. other weird line of dominoes that are falling for the actors who will one day have to go promote something that may be five or six years since they actually shot that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the only real silver lining there is now they can probably promote it from their basement <laughs> True. via a zoom call. So yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like seeing all the talk shows still not being back in studio Knowing that like New York's numbers aren't that bad right now really, really has me worried that that this is just how it's going to be for the foreseeable future. And and, and I I don't like that. I understand it, but I don't like it. Yeah, man. And it's like, you know, actors get paid well, but that's their job. That's how they make their living. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, And like we said before, it all trickles down to the to the. You know, the, the prop guy, the camera, it, it goes everywhere. The costume designers and I, it, it's just bad for an industry that we oftentimes look at with glossy eyes. You know, we're, we're in all of it. And yeah, we're <laughs> it, it really needs to, to to start picking up because otherwise I don't know, man. Hmm. Is, is TV the new movie? I don't know. Netflix, yes, yes. <laughs> Digital, yeah. the new movie. But, but, oh, absolutely. But, but that is another uh, entire episode or conversation to itself because we could parallel everything we've just been talking about in the movie world. We could parallel that now, not of whether or not is the physical going to reopen because, well, you know, we already watch it uh, in the in our own homes, but the delays, the when are they going to come back? It are they going to come back? I mean, there's been uh, I read an article where the um, news uh, entertainment weekly entertainment tonight has been canceled since 30. You know, it's been on for 30 years. It's been canceled as a result of cutbacks. Yeah. Hmm. It's 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 like we've spent the past 30, 
30 years building this giant entertainment bubble and it's someone is stomping on it trying to pop it right now because imagine being a a, a tv studio or a tv company and knowing that viacom like viacom owns what 40 different cable channels Mm -hmm. and you have to fill all 40 of those cable channels with content from somewhere and at least a certain portion of that needs to be new yeah you know, it's 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 just not happening right now. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I see a difference. I, I, I see the digital platforms and the television platforms. I see them having a better opportunity to still produce. You know, they can work in bubbles. You know, I mentioned Tyler Perry Studio earlier. They, you can work mm-hmm. in bubbles. It's it's still rough and scary, but, <laughs> you know, they, they can still have entertainment tonight in a bubble if they wanted to, if they were willing to spend the money. True. Uh, but but and they can still put their content out digitally and still make the same impact they would have otherwise. Um, but but for a movie studio to where they're de- they're 100 percent dependent on that, on filling butts and seats, like you said, Sergio, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a different story, man. It's just a different story. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I guess. Uh, I, that, that's kind of where we have to end it, you know. It's I, I wish that we had a an ending to the story, but we're we're still very much in the throes of this 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 living nightmare. So I, I guess I I promise to have you guys back on when we have a better understanding of how all of this ends, and and hopefully it's before December. Hopefully it's before next year when we reconvene for the movies of 2021. But I'm not optimistic. Uh, are are either of you? No, mm-hmm. no, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I want you to throw this question or throw this question out to your audience. What okay. would it take for you, you listening, to get back in the theater? What would it take? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> that's a good question. So so yeah, Reality Breach listeners, let, let us know. Uh, Facebook, uh, you can let us know via Twitter. Uh, it's at Reality Breached. Uh, on Facebook, it's Facebook slash Reality Breached, and. Uh, let us know. Uh, I've, I don't even know what my answer is, but I do know that if Black Widow was released this weekend, I'd be there. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's somewhere between I don't know and that. Mm, I'm kind of with you because I'm sitting here saying I'm not going to the movies. I'm not going to the movies. I would go see Black Widow. Yeah. yeah my, I would Wonder go see Wonder Woman. Woman. Next yeah. Week. Yeah. 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 Like, my answer is too somewhere between I don't know and Scarlett Johansson and Gal Gadot. Yeah, somewhere yeah, between. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, have no principles whatsoever. It's just <laughs> nothing. Nothing means anything anymore. <laughs> well, Kyle and Clarence, uh, what, what do you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I'll just say uh, if you want to check out any of the podcasts that I'm I'm on, uh, go to discussingnetwork.com where we have links to everything. So. All right. I will add, if you also want to check out something that Clarence is also working on that's not on that website, but is an awesome, awesome story, check out RelativityPodcast.com. I've been listening to the new Relativity, and I have no idea where this story is going, and I'm fascinated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so what episode are you on now sergio i just listened to the whatever the newest one was yeah it's it's uh can't like, say uh, like what i thought was going to be the big reveal kind of has happened and now i'm nervous that 
things are going to go even farther sideways. Like, just listen to Relativity. It's great. It's it's absolutely great. And Claire does a great job. Relativitypodcast.com. Okay, guys. Well, uh, it was fun having you again. Uh, I thank you for stopping by, and uh, all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, and as always, don't forget, get the ransom, shoot the hostage. We'll see you next time. <laughs>